from the Credit Union National Association. This is the CUNA News Podcast. Credit Union people, credit union ideas. While social media opens many doors, it can also raise serious compliance hurdles. I'm Bill Merrick, Deputy Editor for Credit Union Magazine and CUNA News. In this episode of the CUNA News Podcast, Kristen Tatlock, Senior Compliance Manager for Credit Union Service Network, looks at common mistakes credit unions make when using social media, how social media risks are evolving, and some social media do's and don'ts. Can you tell me about your background, where you're from, and and how you got to Credit Union Service Network? Well, I grew up uh, and live in the foothills of the beautiful Blue Ridge Mountains in Virginia, uh, in case anybody thinks they might hear something of an accent. Um, And believe it or not, I'm actually coming up on my 30th anniversary in working uh, in credit union compliance world. I started at the Virginia Credit Union League uh, fresh out of kindergarten in 1989, uh, worked in compliance and governmental affairs for a few years, and then I was named the Director of Compliance Regulatory Affairs. Uh, Eight years ago, I left the league and went to work for a QSO called Compass for Credit Unions, providing regulatory compliance assistance to credit unions. Two years ago, Compass became the Compliance Services Division of CU Service Network in Denver. Uh, CU Service Network is also a QSO that originated primarily as a shared branching facilitator, uh, but now our suite of services has grown uh, and includes back office services like accounting, HR, compliance, and IT management. Well, congratulations on your your upcoming anniversary. You Thank you. Must have seen a lot of changes in that time. Any do any changes stand out to you? Well, um, I was around when Truth and Savings came about um, in the mid '90s. That one everybody anticipated was going to be huge, and and it kind of was, but it kind of was a little bit of a of a non-event, I mean, other than we had to update a lot of forms and disclosures, um, it did change the way credit unions, a lot of credit unions had to pay and calculate dividends. Um, And then, of course, the USA Patriot Act uh, after the terrorist attacks of 9-11 brought about some huge changes with respect to anti-money laundering regulations. Um, Those, I think, are probably the two biggest ones that, that I recall seeing in the past uh, 30 years. I, I used to talk about it in terms of a uh, regulatory tsunami starting about 10 years ago. Um, the pace with which regulations changed um, picked up dramatically, as I said, probably about 10, 10 to 20 to 15 years ago, and it's just been pretty much nonstop since. And now we have social media used to worry about. Uh, are yes, you... we do. Are you an avid social media user? I don't know that I would call myself an avid social media user. Um, I pretty much stick to Facebook and, and posting pictures of my my dog, Tiki, who is the cutest puggle in the world. Um, and I, I use Facebook to express my joy or, or sadness um, on how my specific uh, sports teams are doing. Um, I don't use it pri- probably as much as some of my friends do. Um, but I use it more than some of my friends do. And when did social media compliance start to become a big issue? And how has that evolved over the years? I would say it came 
about or started to come to the front um, probably about five or six years ago. And there were several reasons for that. Initially, credit unions were using social media, primarily at that time, Facebook and Twitter, to kind of get the word out, if you will, about themselves. As they grew more comfortable with social media, the ways that credit unions use it started to evolve simply beyond here's what we are and here's why we're special. Um, we were among the first compliance consultants to talk about social media and advertising when credit unions' use of social media started going beyond that basic information about the credit union and its work in the various communities that they serve. Um, and as the number of social media platforms has continued to grow, so, of course, has credit union use of social media to advertise specific share accounts uh, loan products, other services. So credit unions have, as, as social media has evolved, their use of it has evolved as well. Do different, uh, I guess, social media platforms have different risks, or is it just how credit unions use them that can put them in danger? Well, I, I think the risk is pretty much the same regardless of whether you're talking about Facebook or Twitter or Instagram or Snapchat or Pinterest. Um, but it's important to remember that each of the platforms have their own use, um, or excuse me, have their own rules for use. And I think a lot of people tend to forget that. Um, so, you know, in addition to the, the regulations that we deal with with respect to um, advertising and uh, sweepstakes and those types of things, each platform has its own rules and regulations, and as I said, I think that's where some people tend to forget they need to look at those as well. What are some common mistakes that credit unions make uh, when they're on social media? Uh, what, what are some of the common compliance errors that they make? Well, a fairly common error that we see is when a credit union advertises um, like a share account product, uh, new, new certificates, for example, that they're advertising, but they forget to include a statement about share insurance coverage. Um, another one we see a lot is when credit unions are advertising promotional or introductory rates on credit cards, but they don't include how long that rate has to be in effect uh, or will be in effect and the rate after the promotional rate. And under the, under the regulation, Regulation Z, those disclosures also have to be what's in the regulation called in close proximity to the promotional or the introductory rate. So a lot of credit unions are missing the boat on that. Another common error we see is with the misuse of, of what people will understand or people know as one clicks. What I mean by this is under some of the regulations, if there are disclosures required to be made in an advertisement, in social media and other uh, electronic uh, advertising, those disclosures can be one click away. But what the regulations require is that the link to those disclosures have to be clearly marked. So with social media, a hyperlink sometimes isn't always identifiable. So if the disclosures are going to be one click away, the reader, whoever's looking at it, has to know that they need to click on that link for additional information. So that's why the link has to be clearly marked with something like 
uh, you know, click here for additional information about the account or additional information about the fees or costs of the loan, something along those lines. And then another error that we see with some frequency, and to be honest, we see this not only in social media but in other types of advertising, is a lack of diversity in the people in pictures that the credit union uses in advertisements. If I were to try and figure out who a credit union's field of membership is or who a credit union serves by looking at pictures on social media, I might assume that that credit union um, only serves all young um, young white people. Um, so that that's a, that's something that the credit unions really need to be cognizant of. Can that get a credit union into trouble? Well, it's not illegal, um, but. The lending regulations, especially um, with respect to fair lending, um, there's a provision in, in the lending regulations that talk about not discouraging an application um, so that, you know, if, again, if, if I'm looking at um, a credit union's social media page and, and I see that they're talking about loans and I see pictures of the people um, and that they use in advertisements for loans, and they don't look like me, it might discourage me from, from applying for that loan. Uh, you know, again, if, if I see all young white people, that might tell me as, as I'm, I'm no longer what I would consider young, um, you know, that might tell me maybe I don't want to apply here because they may not want to make loans to people of my age. It's not a flat-out um, violation, but it could give the impression that I, as not a young white person, might not be welcome at that credit union to borrow money. Is that called like the disparate effect or something like that? Yes, yes, disparate uh, impact or disparate treatment. Mm-hmm. What regulations address social media advertising? What, what regulations should credit unions look to when they're, when they're seeking guidance about how to act on social media? Well, it, it, it's, it's interesting that, that, that you phrase the question in terms of what regulations address social media advertising because none of them do, uh, and, and that's part of the problem. The regulations haven't really, um, you know, quote-unquote, kept up with the times. Now, having said that, there are several regulations that apply to advertising so that if a credit union is using social media to advertise products and services, they need to be aware of those. And for share accounts, primarily we're talking about regulations from NCUA, and that's the requirement for the advertisement of share insurance coverage if the credit union is federally insured, and then truth and savings. Um, so if you're talking about, as I said earlier, a new share certificate that the credit union is rolling out, and you're a federally insured credit union, you have to include a statement regarding the fact that you are federally insured. And if you're talking about a specific rate for that certificate product, Truth and Savings has several other disclosures that have to be included. For loans, um, Regulation B, Fair Housing, those are the fair lending rules that we talked about previously. And then there's Regulation Z. Those are the primary regulations you have to be aware of because under Regulation Z, um, depending on whether or not you're advertising opened-in loans or closed-in loans, the requirements for uh, advertising are very different. So, 
um, you know, you have to know what you're advertising, and then you've got to pay attention to the regulation to determine whether or not if you say uh, APR, if that's going to trigger additional disclosures. And then there's UDAP, which is unfair, deceptive, or abusive acts and practices. And that's the rule that basically prohibits credit unions from saying things, credit unions and others, um, from saying things that aren't true. So, you know, if, if you say, if the credit union says, we have the best rates in the country, that, you know, unless the credit union can substantiate that, that might be a UDAP violation. So those, those are the primary ones I think that credit unions need to be aware of. What are the potential penalties of noncompliance? Well, you'd have to look at the regulation that you would be violating, um, and that's where the, the penalties would come under. Um, for example, under Regulation Z, I'm doing this one off the top of my head. I want to say it's um, $1,000 for an individual suit uh, and can go upwards of 500000 or more in a class action. UDAP, um, UDAP doesn't really have any penalties, um, specific uh, monetary penalties, um, but if, if the uh, violation is egregious enough, um, the CFPB or NCUA could issue uh, a fine. Um, there was a bank several years ago in New York um, that the CFPB issued a fine against for a UDAP violation and for truth and savings violation, uh, and they zapped them with about a $2 million penalty. So, yeah, it, it's, it can be expensive. How should credit unions address the risks that come with social media compliance? Any best practices that you'd recommend? Well, several years ago, the Federal Financial Institutions Examination Council, the FFIEC, um, issued guidance uh, for all financial institutions relating to the use of, of social media and the various risks involved. They talked about it in terms of reputation risk and compliance risk and legal risk. And in order to manage that risk, you've got to identify it. So risk assessment uh, with respect to social media is going to be a good starting point. You know, risk assessments are pretty much hot topics for examiners, and, and social media is no exception. They identified various types or various areas of risk, uh, reputation, legal, compliance, and, and I'm talking about more the compliance risk here um, because reputation and legal risk, uh, that's a whole other ball of wax that we could also spend several hours discussing. So if you're thinking about it from the compliance risk, again, you know, once you've assessed the risk, then you've got to develop policy and some procedures to address how you're going to mitigate those risks. Part of that is identifying and knowing and identifying the regulations um, that may apply. Uh, and also part of that, again, is, is going to be the credit union kind of taking a step back and, and contemplating how, uh, how they do intend and how they will use social media. I would also recommend um, adding social media to a credit union's audit calendar. You know, you've got to ensure that the risk is managed uh, with respect to, the, again, how they're going to use social media, and that needs to be addressed in policies and procedures. And then a huge favor that credit unions can do for themselves is to, uh, is to make sure that the marketing department communicates regularly with the, with the compliance department. Um, 
you know, marketers may not be aware of all of the intricacies, if you will, of, of the advertising rules and regulations, but generally the compliance department does. So, you know, the better the relationship between a credit union's marketing and a credit union's compliance department, um, you know, the, the greater the chance that things are going to be done well and done correctly. How do you see social media compliance risks evolving in the future? Well, as I mentioned earlier, um, advertising rules are an area that uh, has failed to evolve as quickly as technology has. And with the pace at which social media platforms are being developed, and again, as credit unions expand those platforms or the platforms that they use, it's going to provide more exposure for potential violations. So again, it's going to be important for credit unions to understand not only the rules and regulations regarding advertising those products and services, but the credit unions also have to be aware of the specific rules and regulations and terms of use that each platform has. Uh, again, you know, those are all different. Um, Facebook is different from Twitter, is different from Yelp, is different from Pinterest. So part of managing the risk is going to be also making sure that you understand what the rules are for the particular media or platforms that, the, that you're going to use. You present a lot at conferences about social media compliance risks. What are the main areas of interest among the people you talk to? What are the big questions that they have typically? Primarily, it's, it's, you know, what disclosures have to be on the ad and what disclosures can be one click away. That gets back to what I talked about earlier with respect to the, to the one clicks. Um, you know, some things can be, uh, as I said, one click away, um, but some things have to be on the advertisement itself. For example, going back to the example I used um, with respect to a share certificate, all of the truth and savings disclosures, for the most part, can be one click away. But the statement about insurance that the credit union is federally insured cannot be one click away. There's a lot of confusion there, and that's primarily where, where we spend a lot of time talking about. Are there any other social media do's and don'ts that you would recommend? Well, it, again, you know, in, in, as I say, in KT's ideal world, um, compliance would review uh, any and all advertisements, posts, tweets, snaps, you know, whatever you want to call them before they're posted. That, you know, again, that's why a good relationship between compliance and marketing is extremely important. And if you have that, then the process can be fairly quick and painless. You know, again, because compliance understands probably better the, the intricacies of the regulations, uh, that, that's why I say, you know, compliance should ideally be reviewing um, any and all posts that are put out on social media. But I suppose every, not every social media post is a take out a car loan at X percent or whatever. Correct. Um, and that, that gets down, you know, that gets kind of into the, um, does compliance need to look at every single one? Well, 
Maybe not. You know, again, if if the advertisement or if the post or the tweet or whatever, um, you know, is going to be talking specifically about a product or a service, then, yeah, absolutely compliance should look at it. You know, if, if the credit union is posting something about um, an upcoming um, event that they're doing, you know, maybe compliance doesn't need to look at that. Uh, but kind of figuring those things out is, is also going to be a process that I think credit unions need to work on. One of the things that, that I talk about as well um, with respect to social media um, gets into employee use and credit union use of social media, again, from the reputation risk aspect and privacy. I've been serving on a panel for uh, for CUNA for the Regulatory Compliance School, and if if social media isn't a topic that's being discussed uh, somewhere else, you know, during the conference, um, that's one of the things that I talk about um, during that panel um, because the the privacy aspect of social media again some areas that that credit unions don't think about. Can you think of a, an egregious example of, of a, either a privacy violation or something that caused reputation risk when, uh, when presented over social media? With respect to social media, you have to understand that it goes beyond the credit union. Um, what happened in this particular case last year, there was a credit union um, loan officer who was a fan of the television show The Walking Dead and had, uh, I don't know if it was posters or tchotchkes that, that uh, taught, you know, about The Walking Dead. Um, and there was a member in, went into this loan officer's office and saw them and was, was offended um, by, you know, what, what she saw there and took it to social media. You know, and that's where the reputation risk comes into play. And then apparently, according to the, what the publications, the trade press that I read on this situation, um, the employee responded on, on his or her social media and mentioned names, which, yeah. So, uh, and, and there are, uh, you know, there are, there are other uh, examples that gets into the reputation risk, and then the, the privacy risk um, wasn't, you know, not necessarily a, a, um, a credit union, but um, the White House uh, put out a picture um, when Steve Bannon was still working there. Um, Steve Bannon was someone that was visiting, and um, behind them was this huge whiteboard with all of this writing on it. Well, if you zoom in on the whiteboard, it was all of their goals, the, the White House goals, and they were checking them off as they got accomplished, um, don't necessarily think they probably wanted that out for, um, you know, for everybody to see. And again, that just kind of explains or shows how when you're posting pictures that, that you take in the credit union, you have to look at them to make sure there are no what I call privacy traps. I didn't even think about the credit union employees' personal accounts, too, I, mean, I suppose. Uh, yes. Yeah, that, that yes. must come up every so often, too, I would think. Mm-hmm. People don't hesitate now to just start ripping on, fa- on, you know, on Facebook or on, on social media. So that's part of, you know, wh- where credit unions have to be 
um, have to be very vigilant, even if they don't have social a social media presence. Although I don't really know any credit unions at this point that don't at least have a Facebook page. Um, but uh, you know, somebody needs to be looking at uh, not only the credit union social media pages, but others. Um, to see whether or not people are talking about the credit union, either good or bad. Thanks for listening to the CUNA News Podcast. Subscribe to the show on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and Google Play.